2: Hello, 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 hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. My name is Alex Q, and welcome to the first miscast mini
0: Out
2: of this world's. Out of this world's. Um, as you probably guessed, we've been peer pressured and pushed into doing a Worlds episode because everyone's bloody well doing it. And so we thought we'd try and do a quick, a tiny quick pushing episode, throw it out there for all your for all your glorious ear holes to get in. So <laughs> today we're going to do a really, really short pre-Worlds mini-sode. So to help us along, we've got a very special guest uh, in, is, who I'm um... sure...
1: Sorry, to, yeah. uh, just to just to interrupt there. This is like Steve Curtis's and Jack Armstrong's dream, isn't it? There's going to be no,
2: <laughs> there's going to be no, the there's, beginning. there's no fat at all on this. So congratulations, you this,
1: dog walk, Steve. You'll be very pleased
2: to hear. <laughs> You have to fucking start running, Steve. <laughs> running that, on that dog walk. So yeah. So today we're going to do a quick little mini-sode about a uh, pre-Worlds, which is quite a nice kind of roundup because our first ever episode was post-Worlds and we'll come back and do a proper full full fat episode post worlds um and o- owen will be joining us for the post one but for all you for all you sexy sock fans out there which is all of you listening to this mm-hmm. um i'm afraid our dear sexy oj is practicing for his two turn games at worlds <laughs> and he has to get a lot of two turns in before he goes, so he can't join us for this. Um, but as I said, we've got a very special guest coming in anyway, so it's fine. Well, I interrupted so, your
1: introduction then, and you still haven't inter- introduced him, so crack on. <laughs>
2: well, I was going to introduce you first.
1: So it's <laughs> oh <my
2: God>. um, <laughs> so Darren, obviously, at Positive Victim on Twitter. Hello, you are right. Hello,
1: lovely. Yes, I am absolutely grand. I've had a day full of one-to-ones, and they've been really, they've been absolute cracking. I've really enjoyed are they worlds
2: worlds-related one-to-ones.
1: Uh, no they aren't but one was a training game for a game that's coming up and that we so we did a bit of tts work and it was it was it was enjoyable in fact our guests um uh photo us and, and joined us as well did <laughs> you did you leak yeah you do some photo bombing video bomb video bomb yeah jumped in <laughs> pulled a raspberry told me i was wrong and then fucked off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what all the uh on onwards aos coaches do
1: yeah yeah i am wrong a lot
2: <laughs> and speaking of onwards aos if people want to get better at their age of sigma <laughs> gameplay darren and want to find someone to help them where would they go well i tell you Question what mark.
1: Let, let luke answer that because he's one of our most prominent coaches
2: yeah but then i have to introduce him properly right oh, let's do it then So, our special guest today, who's come in to have a quick chin wag about Worlds, um, you've seen on the Twits, the Twits already. Um, He is good at this uh, subject because uh, he's probably written all the lists there. So if you're going, he wrote your list already. Um, He is a current, until Worlds, a current champion of the world and multiple GT winner. It's at in underscore the bin it's luke morton hello luke
0: hello hello
2: if it was a full episode luke i'd be doing my um my uh, boxing introduction but you just get this one so i'm sorry about that but maybe i'll add it in at another point um <laughs> <laughs> <All> <laughs> I'm right. still...
0: it's just a pin you... it's, it's just relevant did you just give me a pin intro Yeah, the intro is just in the bin. It's a bin intro now. That's it. It's over.
2: Um. So you are also an Onwards AOS coach. So if you want to plug your services, this is the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to get better at Age of Sigma, uh, the best way is just to go uh, on Onwards AOS Patreon and sign up, and then Darren. And all the other coaches can make you better at
1: Warhammer. Maybe I can as well. You can. I get lovely feedback about um, all the people Luke works with. uh, Just just out of
2: interest, if I were to go on to Onward's AOS and I wanted to pick a certain coach, am I allowed to pick who I want?
1: Yeah, of course.
2: 100%. I was like, I don't really want Darren or Luke. Can I get someone
1: better? It's your dollar, brother. So you send it the best (laughs) way you want. Absolutely. That's an option. (laughs) No, no, it's, a bit,
0: it's a bit expensive this one right now for you isn't it so you you want to start <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah we were saying pre-recording that they're both going to charge me for this because this, <laughs> this is this is out this is a double onwards os coaching session so <laughs> and it's expensive this is an expensive episode listener so i hope you're enjoying it already
1: <laughs> um
2: right let's get straight into it no no faffing around world is coming up which you're both au fait with and both been in Obviously, Mm -hmm. you both won it last year. Um, Mm -hmm. So quickly, today we're going to have a quick chat about what's it like playing into different matchups at Worlds. If you don't know what Worlds are, by the way, go back to episode one of Miscast, where we talk all about it. And we talk all about Darren winning everything. And we go into Mm -hmm. what happened. So if you don't know what Worlds is, go back to episode one, listen to episode one, and then come back to this one. Um,
1: Uh, Darren and the team. I didn't win everything without the team. That's um, that's an important. How very
2: player. PC of you!
1: <laughs> but I yes, part of that team as well. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said both of you. <laughs> oh, I, I said Darren. Right, okay.
2: Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about playing into what a good or a bad matchup. So a green or a, ba- uh, a green or a red matchup. Um, I'm I've asked both of these fine gentlemen to do their predictions, which is obviously recorded on the interwebs forever and ever. What their (laughs) top three, what their predictions for top three nations and top three performing factions is going to be. And then I get to come back and laugh at them if it's right or wrong afterwards. Uh, And then finally, we'll talk a bit about what list they would take. So let's get straight into it. Luke, 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 Luke. It has been posited that you write every list for Age of Sigmar. And this is backed up.
0: Especially Derek Jeremy's list. He even, he even comments about it on Twitter. I <laughs> oh, definitely wrote his list. I hope he's enjoying my list. <laughs> also used this list. Uh, so he can also comment how good that list is that I wrote.
1: That list is um, very much Jeremy's. And <laughs> I put a little bit of a twist on it. But that was because it was specific to the, the event that I was going to. Um, so there's not that I think there's anything wrong with Jeremy's. Um, and it plays so much better than you expect it's an absolutely jo- it's an absolute joy to joy to use to 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 try and balance things from Luke just winding Jeremy
2: up <laughs> <laughs> i mean the other person that says he's involved in writing everyone's list is also Aussie Stew who we had on two episodes ago so he might yeah. also disagree with you but um so lists so obviously worlds luke is is a lot of you know you're playing into various good matchups bad matchups playing to uh uh, playing into green or red, I guess we should call it. Um, and so I guess go with last year. Um, I'm assuming you approach the different matchups differently. So let's start with green. Let's start with the green ones. So when you're going into a green matchup and when you're playing a green matchup, how do you, how do you tend to approach it? Do you uh, Are you thinking when you're going in, I'm going to be super kind of aggro with this. I'm going to try and kind of win big as you're playing. You're playing more aggressively or... Actually, uh, are you the reverse? Are you thinking, "Crap, I've got to do really well here," so I'm going to be a bit cagey? How how do you approach these sorts of kind of good matchups where you think I should be winning here?
0: Uh, well, I I think a large part of you it's not really anything to do with your question, but a large part of greens and reds is in 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 the prep before the tournament. So your 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 build lists that will take reds. And then you'll build lists that will take greens. So yeah. you're in the pairing process because it's very the pairing process. You could probably do 20 episodes on it. It's it's, a, it's very complex. I know a lot a lot. Rob will go on about how we said that we paired mainly into the missions, but that's only a small part of pairings. Is like pairing yeah. into the mission. And the problem with that is, is everybody if everybody starts doing pairing into the mission then they're all doing the same thing. So is pairing into the mission the right thing at that point? So you've kind of got to just pair at the time. And yeah, yeah. Do you know me. what I mean? So you got to try and pair right. So it's like, so if I say your questions are, I, I'm in a green matchup because my captain's paired me into what he thinks I should win. Yeah. Um, then... I, <laughs> the only way to know that it's a green matchup is that you kind of practice it before or you kind of know how that's going to go so playing into but that you... green doesn't necessarily mean you're going to play aggressively because if the, the opponent knows they might have prepared they might have been buffed like I just said you, you so you'll build lists that are green and red but that list is prepared to play a red matchup and still get points
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, and do you yeah, personally uh, find you play differently if you know that, or do you just play the same way, whatever?
0: Uh, there's no way that I'll play. I'll, I'll adapt to my opponent every turn. Or oh, will you? Okay. okay. The, the, well, I'll try to. I'll try to. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to win all my games, but the, uh, that's the beauty of Age of Sigma, right? It's just that even, even if the game's getting is is simpler, it's still interactive game with your opponent on and off the table. So it kind of affects how you're going to play. I w- you can't just play one way into one matchup. But no, unless unless it's so skewed in a way where that green is like a massive green, then, you know, if you kill... A, I don't know, say... say I don't, I've probably given something away here, but say say KO plays Lumineth and the Luminef mm. army has sharpshooters. All that Lumineth army has to do is go first, kill the chemist with the bridge, and then kill the ironclad, and then all the funders are doing nothing, and then that game should be a win. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. just one example. Say this year of the matter of what you do if you're yeah. paired into a massive green.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 that makes sense.
0: It's hard to. <laughs> it, you can't just yeah. I don't know how you would just approach a green because because the problem is if you go with too aggressive. Um, you might
2: end up losing. Well, I guess that was the kind of crux of what I was wondering about is whether you, you know, because lots of people t- have spoken about this kind of these high p- kind of pressure tournaments and these these matchups where you feel like you should be winning them and then kind of how you go about going into those. But I guess it sounds like what you're saying is that you, you will react to your opponent, whatever, anyway, rather than thinking, well, yeah, I need okay. to put the pressure on here because I'm a well, green. If-
0: I'm d- if I'm doing the pairings, I'll have a player that's got that is on a list that I don't necessarily think they're going to win all the games, but I could pair their I could pair them in a way that I know they're going to. They might end up losing, so that uh, the people just call this the bus. But I know that they practice it enough that they can still get points because that is getting points out of a red matchup is way harder than um, just twenty nil in a very very high green matchup because you just. Yeah. Pay- You've paired that. Pl- it's just the pressure is higher for the person to get the 20 nil because then yeah. that's what they're expected to do. But that I I think in this game, you should never get 20 nil. So you should always have a way of getting points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that just makes how sense. many can you get from a red matchup? So it's definitely harder to get, I don't know, say four or five points out of a red or even three or two. If 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 you've taken away an army that's good into everybody else. Yeah. Um. And you still get two, or three points out of it, allowing the rest of the team to get bigger scores. Then it's yeah. It just depends on what what you want out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All in the and all in the prep before for sure.
2: And with that prep, um, obviously, well, taking last year's example, so we have talked about Darren Sarafondis kind of being the the I guess the top dog is that fair to say down the kind of top dog faction at the time and obviously then there was yeah. a lot of pressure to go and like smash face with that one um you, do you tend to or or do you Luke do you tend to get put on more kind of I guess uber green factions when you play these or are you happy just doing whatever
0: so I'll I'm very hard at I, I like. It's very hard for me to make a decision on an army because I just tend to play all the armies, but just not particularly <laughs> very,
2: <laughs> yeah, play it very. Yeah, very well.
0: But so it's very hard. So worlds, well, it was a bit of a problem because, I, I ended up going on an army that I liked, but the army was very very strong, and the army got taken off me, and then I had to decide uh, on an army. Oh, just um, what
2: was that? What was that lit? What was that army? Everybody
0: wanted me. Everybody were pressuring me to go and play Kragnos. So I just, I just made the decision to play Foxes. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it, it, bullied, it bullied so much in the pairing process, but essentially in that matter at that time, Foxes probably wasn't the better choice because it's not, it's not as strong as. It's just one of them very negative armies that can play. You know, if you pair it into a massive green, it probably does get you a massive score. But it can yeah. also bully the other top armies and still get points out of the, t- the other army. So, like Seraphon, I, I played a guy called Sven, and I still got points out of him, even though the the army was pretty oppressive back then. Yeah. yeah but yeah. so with boxes, eh? so, yeah, I'll just play whatever is required. So uh, I, I did do, I did one recently, Blood Tithe. um it, I probably could have just taken Carriage and Overlords and done way better, but I took, yeah. a, I took a Skaven army. And the, oh, yeah. the reason why I took the Skaven army is because it could get... In Blood Bloodtide, you can't get four greens. If you're playing someone of equal pairing skill, you'll probably get one green, two yellows, and a red. Yeah. So the Skaven al- allowed me to just take red matchups, but there's always that roll-off chance or priority roll. It's just a very like oppressive, damaged list that could still win a red matchup, mm. uh, get big scores from the top armies like Gitz and Lumineth. And KO yeah, and yeah.
1: stuff
0: out, out and about at the moment.
1: So it does I, it quickly as well, doesn't it? So if that if you do get that that cheeky win, then you can run up and down. I oh, fucking won a red, you know. Yeah, and it, yeah. it helps your team out, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
0: because I've been that, I've done a lot of like. So Darren's in similar position, whereas we've been coaches and captains. I'll always try and make sure that because in the pairing process also it's not just about pairing army to army the players you looking after certain players so certain players that are very good probably some of the best players in the world you you compare them in a the way if they win they just keep winning but if they lose even though they probably lost and still got you points that you needed they they sometimes they just crumble um and then they'll just they'll just lose more because the head's gone yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so uh, i'll just I don't make I I don't mind playing any army, so I'll just I'll make sure the best armies are delegated that I compare correctly, and then I'll just take what the best that I, what's left. But I will also just try and take a skewed list that, that can still give me the ability to still win games. So Darren, Darren probably did this. Um, well, me and Darren have been on quite a few team events together. Uh, and mm. each he he boy did this in the first brotherhood. It just took an army that nobody saw coming and that could still win all games.
1: Uh, uh, it did all right. It, <laughs> I got did, four yeah. out of five, I think.
0: <laughs> that's
1: so, a very uh, nice no, segue. No, in... I went, I that's... went 5 didn't I? Yeah, I went 5 Yeah, lovely.
2: That's that's a very nice segue into Darren. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you uh, do you? I guess we've we've talked loads about how you play on this and mm. you're very proactive so do you do you do the same thing as luke does so you've kind of are you seeing all, or are you are you going full full for the throat like with the seraphon last worlds
1: last so yeah so i can take worlds you know as the example there so i'm on seraphon and i so that makes me the big hitter and luke and jack and Tom did a very good job of getting me good matchups. So, but there is pressure. There is a lot of pressure. So I try to treat. I try to treat or imagine every game as just a normal sort of game. You know, I was thinking to myself, I'm not going to do anything. I'm in a good matchup here. I've got a green. You know, I'm not going to do anything. Um, I'm pro. I'm quite positive, and I'm going to go for the win. I'm not going to. I certainly didn't hold back. To actually no, there was one point where I where I did actually a little bit, and I'll explain why. Um, so no, I tried to imagine every game was just a normal game. I, I was trying to imagine that I was in the driving seat for the vast majority of them, but there were two instances where that didn't feel correct. Um, so. In, I ended up in a red matchup. The one time I did end up in a red matchup was against the French Zinch player. So it's a very, very important round. And in actual fact, the fact that I um, I needed to actually get points out of this game, because the uh, we, we almost lost that round against the French. At one point, mm-hmm. it looked like we were going to lose it. And the two people that are in reds actually ended up with wins. <laughs> and dragged us through. That was me and James. James did it with like three models from turn two onwards. Absolutely fucking mental. Well done, James. Um, so Bad, James. like, I, 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 Tom comes up to me and he goes, right, you've got Zinch, but don't worry. It's a red matchup, but everyone else has got good matchups. So he's kind of taking the pressure off me, which is fine. Mm. But mm. there's a little bit of me that fucking hates losing. <laughs> 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 so, like, I set up in such a way that I can, In the deployment, I notice that um, the, I forget the French chap's name, lovely chap and a big beard, he he sets up in such a way that he puts ten of his pinks and the blue um, the blue scribes on one flank, and I know he's got bridge, and I know he, it's the mission where if you get three three objectives, the you know the the, the game's over, um, yeah. and obviously he's got he's got he's got numbers on his side, um, and he sets up his, his um, pinks and his blue scribes, but he doesn't he doesn't screen out the back enough, and I'm thinking to myself I can get a prime in there. And I'm thinking if I get my if, if I, I get the choice of going first or second, if I go first, he's expecting me to go first. If I go first, he I, I'm going to be able to bring my prime down. I'm going to be able to kill the blue scribes and I'm going to stop that automatic. Um, I'm going to be able to stop that automatic soul screen bridge mm-hmm. and actually all the pressures now on him. Um, and in fact, that, you know, that absolutely happened. And I ended up winning that game 16-4, even though I was in a red matchup because I, so my, my point is you don't, um, just because you're in a red matchup, don't treat it like it's absolute, you know, you've you've got no chance. Give yourself some outs, you know, in deployment or just pay attention to your, your opponent. I imagine he was very much thinking I'm in a green matchup here. And he, basically his deployment was sloppy. So you can... You've got to give you've got to treat every situation and every game with the respect it deserves. So if you're in a green matchup, fucking play Immaculate Warhammer at worlds, okay? Deploy optimally. Screen out the back of your army if you've got a weak character that can potentially that's really pivotal to your plan. You know, don't just think to yourself, I'm in a green matchup here. I I don't need to I don't need to um pay as much pay as much attention. Um so every 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 game I gave um a lot of attention to the respect it deserved, um, but I always, I always like to play to my outs. You know, I'm the wrong person to put into a red match because I will try and try and try. That and was win.
2: literally what I was just about to ask you <laughs> as you were talking. I was thinking generally. I was thinking that cause we, I mean, Luke mentioned you, you, about like pairing into players. Like for anyone facing Darren at a future team tournament, <laughs> yeah. Like, how how do you find going into reds? like genuinely do you think that's a weakness Do you think it's, it's something you struggle with
1: i've no, i've not lost one <laughs> at, a, at an <laughs> international event so maybe i'm the right person to put into them um <laughs> i don't know it's like there's a lot of glory that goes with there's a lot more there's a lot more um bragging rights if you win a red than if you who fucking cares if you win a green match you know who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you win a red match, you fucking you're hard for days. <laughs> then, like,
2: yeah, I guess the the pressures flip then, though, isn't it? Right? Because if you're if you don't win a green match, then it's you know the pressures back yeah, on, yeah. right? There,
0: there's a, there is a player who massaging his ego maybe is not a good thing, but <laughs> no, do Jack it. It. Do <laughs> is, somebody, is somebody that can do both. So the, we, me, me and Jack did a team tournament uh, as a like four hundred club, but, like one of the blood types. And uh, so he'd let me do the pairings, but he would let me. So, so at that point, he knew he he would have known that he won't have got. So he had like three mega hard games, and he still won those games. So like, he won two mirrors after losing the roll off twice. And he beat Seraphon, which was insane. Then it was the Salamander drop down, the list that I used. Mm. Um, so I as much as Jack probably would never want to play red, uh, he, he can definitely play them and he just always finds a way to win. So, like Darren's saying, for, for a player that's like so experienced at the game that doesn't like to lose. Is probably the right person to put into a red matchup because they'll still try to find a way to win. And even, even finding a way to win means you get eight or nine points. That's, that's like getting a 20 nil in a green matchup. Yeah. And then to mm-hmm. win red is obviously, that's what, that's what probably So So Darren says we were losing that round, but I'll take a lot of blame for that. Because in the pairing process, I, paired, I got paired into a green and so did Richie, but they weren't actually greens because we, we didn't read the mission. So I was playing a mission. <laughs> I was playing a mission that uh, was battle. It was uh, so I just beat two base beasts of chaos. So we're like, oh yeah, let's put him into another beast of chaos because he'll take him out. Because nobody wanted to play beast. It, beast of chaos was probably the best army in the game by a mile. There mm. was terrifying, but beast of chaos was definitely better. Uh, and I, I well, I well, I've won the game now because I just, but I, I just uh, do this and do that. And he's like, "Oh no, you don't! That that's not this mission. This is Battleline, and and it's the burning Battleline one." So then I just lost twenty nil, and the first time I've ever been twenty nil, and that <laughs> kind of did shake me a bit. And the same as Richie, that happened to Richie as well. So that we straight away out of two games, we got zero points. Mm-hmm. So that mean that meant that Darren and Jim had to win. Darren said Jim was in a red. He was definitely not in a red though. He he was playing double move dragons into iron jaws, but he still. He come from... What Jim did is he come from a very bad situation of losing most of his army and still winning that game. That was what was really impressive, what Jim did.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. that obviously allowed us to win that round. So that just shows that just shows that having players that can win Reds is uh, really, is obviously, very useful. You have yeah.
1: Yeah, um, to people that are good under pressure, though, haven't you? Yeah, right. you do,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, well, you, yeah. like I said, if you, you, you hate losing, then you can just, you're always just
2: going to find a way. And, and you sort of met, you both sort of mentioned having experienced players there into Reds is obviously quite useful because they've been in that situation before. Uh, kind of aligned to that question, there's obviously quite a few new players there. And so I guess the question for both of you, um, we'll start with you, Luke, is if it's a player's first time playing a big pressure tournament or World's, do you think they're better into the green or the red? <laughs>
0: uh, that's a hard question. Um, that's what I'm here for. No easy passes on this podcast. I think they're definitely better in a green. But the problem is if they lose the green, then their head's going to be fully gone for the rest of the tournament. Whereas mm-hmm. if they lose the red, then they can use that as, a, as an excuse. But being bust as is a, a term for like having a red matchup is... If you get twenty nil, you still you've done horrifically bad for the team. Even just getting one or two points can be the difference, mm. and it, that's been the difference in like a couple of tournaments that me and Darren have been involved in, like the first Brotherhood. Mm. If you got one or two points, so Nathan was using the, like, a pretty bad army, but he's a he's a pretty good player, and he still got us like one or two points in like a hor- horrific matchups, which mm. was the difference in the end.
1: I was yeah. really. Sort of keen, I was hammering that into the whole team as well, you know. And when, like, at the end of each round, like, when everyone's, like, discussing their games, I was giving as much praise to the people that got one or two points as the people that were getting the, the, the 20-0s. Because I think, it Luke, just to, sorry, build on your point there, Luke, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I, I genuinely think the people that win events for you are the people that get you more red points than other teams. Because anyone can get a 20 in a green matchup but not everyone can get a f- four points out of an incredibly hard matchup against an incredibly experienced, good opponent. Not everyone can do that. Um, so those are your people that you...
0: Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the issue is in teams is uh, even like players that you would assume are not that competitive, will their, their competitive level will just r- rise massively because they don't want to let the team down. So like Nathan, who generally mm-hmm. just doesn't care if he wins or loses, uh at like that brotherhood, he was, he was getting down a bit <laughs> because he's like, I just don't want to let you guys down in any way.
1: Mm. So, and he didn't. We smashed it. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, just, it's just an example of some players that go to singles or just want to go make sure they see their friends are going to, for a bit of hobby and a bit of laugh. Everybody wants to win. I definitely believe everybody wants to win. It's just uh, yeah, there's a there's the very select few that are literally going just to want to win. Um, yeah. Whereas in teams, I think uh, literally everybody is going to want to win, unless the whole team is just going for a for a party. But, I mean, you may as well just not play Warhammer if that's the case. But. <laughs> a lot of yes, people I use didn't... that excuse, but they'll definitely be building the team to try and do their best, at least, and not try yeah, and let yeah, the team sure. down.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. I think, yeah, there's, there's a difference. People want to go and have a good time and play Warhammer right, rather than just like be at the top end. But, yeah, I, yeah. I know what you mean. Um. But, although that was a both very good political answer from both of you, that wasn't the answer to the question. So, new players, green or red, Luke?
1: Red.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, Darren, new I, players,
1: I, I, green I just, or red? I, well, I, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on it, if that's okay, because I've got a couple. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the normal, um, the normal sort of path for a new player... Is to be like to set to set them or in my experience anyway, people will try and set themselves up as the bus boy, you know, or the bus girl. They will they will say they will because they're giving them their, they're giving them themselves an out. And I actually think um, I think that's wrong. You know, the the um, you want to if you're a new player, you want to come on and say, yeah, I'm going to take these greens. I'm going to mm. get you points because I genuinely believe your best best players should be in the reds, not the oh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because and then it becomes then it becomes the job of the people that are doing the pairings to get them nice easy victories, which builds their confidence. Sure. But the whole time you're going into a team and you're saying, Oh, please bust me, please bust me, then you're gonna keep getting really fucking hard games. Mm. <laughs> you know, and you're gonna keep losing and you're not gonna build up that that confidence. Whereas you're much more likely to win. You know a green matchup, then you are lose, and yeah you might not get a 20 nil um, but for for you because th- this is coming from the context of the the person right what 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 should they be aiming to do um, I think they should be taking the greens, and they should ease themselves into it um, and I think overall, as a captain, I would want my most experienced best players in reds and I'd want my newbies in unless they were fucking dreadful <laughs> 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 yes <Yeah. laughs> if they're fucking dreadful then you know then there's nothing i can do about that
2: <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm going to assume at worlds
1: you have to look at the, the the personality as well some people like luke mentioned before really fucking can't they, they lose once and that's it they're head gun <laughs> look yeah. for the rest of the event whereas yeah. but you know if you 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 so those people if if you're you need to know a bit about yourself, you need to be self aware. If you are that kind of person, then you know, then perhaps go in there and, and give yourself the out and be try and try and be the bus chap um, so that you can lose. But it's on your terms. Whereas if you're if you're capable of taking a loss, yeah, to, you know, go for the the green. It's kind of it's weirdly opposite, isn't it? I guess. Well,
2: it's a bit like yeah. the psychology episode that we talked about um, when we were asking how you deal with losses and whether you take them on into your next game or not yeah. in a tournament. If you're a person that can't shake off the loss, well, they're going, having reds is going to be pretty bad for the rest of the tournament, right? Because you're mm. just going to keep taking it into the next round.
0: That's, okay. why, that, that's why beauty of the pairings is it's not just look at a Google doc and look at what says green and red. That is probably 5% of pairings.
1: Well, four percent of your parents, Luke, because you're exceptional at it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just the problem is everybody does that. So then, how do you know? Do you know what I mean? If you're if you're if you're completely relying on your players to do accurate scores, yeah, then you're just not going to win the
1: tournament. Um Well, not everyone does that. We will. We yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, wow, proof was in the pudding. So there you go. <laughs> right. That was fascinating. So now, this is the fun part. (laughs) Prediction! I need a little jingle. I need a little predictions jingle. So, all of the countries out there listening to all of this, uh, if you dislike their predictions, you can find them at Positive Victim and at in underscore the bin on Twitter. Let's go. So, top three nations. Uh, Darren... Number your top three, and you can't say England because obviously, (laughs) so England is not allowed by either of you. Um, Top three nations, as as in the highest finishers for this upcoming Worlds, please, Darren.
1: A couple of shout outs to some nations that I know have blown up, and I know are putting in like the hours and some work.
0: Oh, such a political answer.
1: <laughs> so these are honourable mentions because I'm not sure they'll podium, but I think they're on a route where they might in the future. Um, right. I know Finland and Spain are putting in some real, some real top-notch efforts. I mean, Spain I know... are putting in
2: some hell of Twitter effort. I mean, yeah, wow, yeah. on the Twitter sphere, they are way ahead of everyone else. So there you go. It
1: so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them do better than they did um, last year. I think the American team is um it, it, they've taken like they didn't have access to as many of their solid players last year and they've got more access to them now and I think that will be we'll see that and they seem and they're, they're just, free
2: they're full they're really free as well they're just they're really they're always free. free yeah, it's full of freedom that team it's all naughty. freedom
1: naughty. <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> that's, yeah.
2: one
1: of, that's one. of my dreams. Is actually to start a USA chant. And I went to the Castle last year, and I didn't fucking do it. I'm absolutely living with myself. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, yeah. So I, I'd imagine that um, America are going to build upon their their, their previous their, their previous results. But but for top three, I would still I, I still. It's an absolute machine. The, the, the French like the their whole their whole scene is geared around this this event you know the the first half of their season is people like doing singles so then the the captains can put place them in teams and then the the, the last half of their season is just team events you know and then like 3 months before worlds and all those all their all their events are the world's pack you know <laughs> and then and then they'll 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 pick a, a team finally and then they'll go away and do like a training camp with them as well. And like I think one of the statistics that amazed me last year was once the lists were out, each person on their team played every one of our lists ten times. Fuck me. <laughs> I didn't play ten games leading up to worlds, let alone ten ten of each person's lists. Um so I just think that's um so that sort of work ethic. Is bound to is bound to get some results. Um, I would I would be surprised if we didn't see um, Wales at the podium. Um, but I but I'm not. Yeah, I think they'll do well. And then my other tip would be Denmark because it's some of the best, cleanest Warhammer I've ever experienced. Um, was the the Danish. They, and that they, you know they bring a solid they've got like this aura of like um, this aura of like nothing fucking phases them <laughs> which I think is really important at like uh, you know at the, the top end so they, they, they would be my three predictions if I can't pick England who of course are going to fucking win um. <laughs> and the, the Danes are really tall as well which yeah might really help. tall really attractive bless them yeah good good lads
2: um so we've got Darren's picks are France, Wales and Denmark. Which which order Darren? Fr-
1: that France, Wales, Denmark. Uh be France gold, Denmark, Wales,
2: Denmark silver, Wales bronze. Yeah. Perfect. Luke.
0: Yes. Any shout-outs,
2: or do you want to go straight into it?
0: I'll shout out, and I'll be doing a disservice if I don't say this. Uh, one of my childhood best mates is on that team. Uh, uh, I know you said don't mention them, but Team England should win Well, Oh, for God's sake, you <laughs> both mentioned England. You're both rubbish. I'll say another three, say another three but I'm not going to let my country down. A lot of my uh, very very good friends are on. There.
1: Are you saying I did let my country down? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and they should, they should win worlds. So,
2: oh my god, can't take there. these people anywhere. No, no, England, no, you're not allowed.
0: Uh, no, I've got, I have got a top three, but they should win worlds. Um, right. Uh, anyway, yeah,
2: so exactly. we'll ignore what Darren and Luke both said about England, and into the uh, into the actual the top
0: yeah. three. I think Denmark. Then France and then Greece. Ooh, Greece,
1: Greece is, a, Ooh, Greece, is spicy. A
0: Greece have like well-known players that do extremely well that have come over from the UK.
1: Yeah, agreed. So they
0: will do. They will be a dark horse that will probably will smash a lot of teams that I don't know. They don't, they don't, they, and they don't know that's coming either.
1: Yeah, that's nice. a good. Yeah, that's a good
0: shout. That that right.
2: Nice. I like that. And you're picking Denmark Ooh. to take the gold. Is that right? Yeah. Ooh. See? I knew the tall ones would
0: do it. Yeah, Silver, well, well. bronze and copper, and then we know who's got the gold, but will just Yeah blah blah blah
2: blah 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 blah. But so what you're saying is Denmark are gonna take the gold.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Next bet <laughs> Wow. Okay, so there we go. So there we go, nations, if you're listening. Uh Denmark take the gold from Luke and France take the gold from Darren. Very interesting. Okay, cool. Um. So, lists. We will talk. Well, we could, you could do lists. I don't mind you doing lists if you want to do lists. But I, I thought I'd make it slightly easier for both of you, considering you uh-huh. so struggled with with saying we're not saying England in the last round. Um, you can pick factions if you like. So, Luke, I guess we start with you on this one because you went second last time. What would what's your top three performing factions or lists if you want to? Uh, for this world, do you think?
0: KO gets Illumina. In that order? In that order, yeah.
2: Okay. And um, do you think it's all going to be the same lists in those factions? Or can you no, see it kind of Thundera, being changed up? the
0: Thundra lists for KO um, and the, the Herd lists, not the crappy Boingrot list that they've tried to think is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> then there's the, combat, the combat KO, like, no, you're not going to win very many games against the good teams.
2: Yeah, um, So you think it's the it's the multi herd? Seventy two squig list? herd
0: is just the baskets list. There's not there's not even a debate. Yeah, um, the Boingrot list is just trying to be a snowflake. It ain't going to work out for you. Um, oh, the um
2: the 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 squig herd list has Boingrots in it though, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, in MSU, but they, some some teams are taking like fifteen Boingrots in one unit. It's not it's not going to work out well unless they just Bust their team to get a good matchup. It's hard to say because the the, the the like the worst list might just go six and zero because they've just got the right matchups.
2: So right, you Worlds players out there that, are, that are playing the fifteen Boingrots list. Yeah. This is recorded on the internet, so you get to come back to this when you smash base. You're going straight in that
0: bin, right? i do the go <laughs> out that in the bin. There you go. Um, if you got some engine riggers in a boat and you think you're good, no, you go in the bin as well. 3500s <laughs> or 3000s. That's that's the right.
2: List. Okay, and then finally is the uh, is the the all all um, lighty elves the flighty yeah, elves.
0: Let's go for the builds, so I think the better build is more loads of sentinels and loads of wind chargers in sharpshooters. I think that's the best luminous build, just because that is a list that will just beat um, ko and other armies. The Luminef list is very good at counter to the like, the gets. Um but yeah. The and this uh, is not but, this is the
2: this is the techless build or the non-techless build. The non-techless
0: sharpshooter build that uh, the French have taken, I think Belgium have taken. Um, some yeah, some of the top teams have got that list, and it's pretty pretty impressive. Uh, we play. I did like a little mini world warm up TTS tournament, and that list was mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, it does a lot and, good, of and
2: it's good and good into KO. Did you say that one? Yeah,
0: because it can just do what I said earlier it can kill the chemist and then kill the clad and then the game's over. Yeah, it doesn't have to kill the thunderers then.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Movement
0: doors that can't go anywhere.
2: Okay, so we got KO, Gitz and Luminef. I'm I am recording all of this by the way, dear listener. Yes, right, <laughs> Darren. Any same or any or any any spicy
1: throw-ins in there? I think KO because all the the vast majority of the lists have got the most point efficient war scroll that we may have ever seen. <laughs> 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 Absolutely <laughs> stupid, thunderers are. They they blow my mind. Um, One hundred and thirty points, very, baby. Very very balanced. <laughs> they just fucking do everything other than cast. Spells, why do they do mortal wounds in combat? What the fuck anyway?
2: I love the fact that we were all assuming, on as even on this podcast, oh, I'm still it, angry uh,
0: my army's just so good, it shouldn't be in the game. I'm sorry, when we
2: were talking about this with Owen, and he was like, No, 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 no. They, only one of them does mortal wounds, it's fine, and then they FAQ'd it to let them all do
0: mortal wounds. It's like, Oh, it's, oh okay, it's that oppressive. <laughs> I didn't take it to Blood type, even though I should have. It's that oppressive. I didn't take it because it's just like, it's, it's, it's top of the food chain by a mile.
1: Yeah. Yeah. By a country mile. So I'd be, unless, and the people that they're doing the pairings are going to understand that. So they're not going to be putting them in mirror matches. You know, yeah. you're not going to be, yeah. you're not going to be like 50 50 ing back.
2: Yeah. Cause you're not, you don't, you don't want to risk it. Do you 50 50? Right. So yeah. So I think yeah. the
1: top win rate will be, will be, will be KO. Um, I think gets are still. Get, what do I feel about Gits? How they do you feel are, about Gits, Darren?
2: How do you how do feel, feel about, about them?
1: It? I do feel that they've. Um, I'd really like how far they've been drawn back. So I like the fact they're still a very, very good, good faction. But they know, you know, they're like, they're like Ko. If Ko had been nerfed correctly, aren't they? Um, but I do think they're they're a nice. They've got a very clear plan, and it's a very hard one to break. And any list that can like, like win prio and do very well, and gets is one of these. Just because, like, all the squigs coming back, and this is the. I agree with Luke. The squig herder lists are the are the, the, the superior ones in my uh, humble uh, look. The bees bollocks. Yeah, it's just a stupid unit. You know, absolutely stupid. I um, mean, it,
0: that that list was the
1: better list from the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like
0: now everybody's realised that they can't do the hopper special. Break gear and see, rally all the dudes back. They have to do something that was probably already the best list. Yeah, yeah. it's woken them up, and they're taking Squidward.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think they'll 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 do very well. I don't think the Luminef will do better than the Beast of Chaos lists that are there because Ooh. the Beast of Chaos lists um, are really they're are some they don't necessarily win big, but they win, and in in pairings. Where where you get a lot of information about the the scenery and you know the missions um, beforehand, and don't forget, world, well, do you get there's a phase where you get to choose what 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 um, tables you're on as well.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I think Beastman, Beast of Chaos really, really, really do well into that. Um, so I'd 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 be surprised if Luminef pipped them for win rate. Um I also think this uh, the 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 um the hard, the things that you're trying to hard counter with Lumineth are very easy to avoid in pairings. Whereas Beast of Chaos is like it's like an experience, you know. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs>
2: it just beast is just a vibe. Is that what you're saying, Darren? The beasts are just a vibe. You're just vibing
1: out at worlds. They're a harder they're a harder faction to predict how they're going to be used, just by virtue of the fact that they can null deploy. You know, so yeah. I'd be very surprised um if Beast of Chaos didn't have a very high win rate. Not a bit, you know, not big big wins, but I I imagine most of the Beast of Chaos wins are going to be 12-8s and 14-6s, Whereas I think we'll see more of those than we will Luminef victories. Yeah, I know. But the Lumineth victories will be higher. Yeah,
0: yeah I think the, the issue is is that if you just defend with Luminef round three on the pairings, I I don't I don't see how it ever loses. But the problem is, if you don't, if you're in a situation where you can't do that, then that's probably where they're going to come down because they do have more bad matchups.
1: Yes, yeah, and that that because that's quite known. You know, that's a problem that's people are going to be considering within their pairing strategies, aren't they? So, I think they're harder to wield in the environment. I could be wrong, but that's my that's my impression. That's my take. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think the, I think the null deploy is. I think just breaks people just from the get-go, from what I've seen from some, a couple of tournaments that happened in the last few weeks. Well, if, uh, for people uh, that haven't played against it, they, they do some stuff that they, they might have just lost, and the opponent hasn't even done anything yet. They've just said it's all you, off the you, table.
0: You, you like to teach people, right, on this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know how to beat ball gore Beasts? Go on then. So if you have 25 mil screens, have you heard of key locking yourself?
1: Kayla, is that some sort of weird sexual practice?
0: (laughs) So if you you have two 20 mil, say, if you have two, say, 25 mil screens or anything that can move through each other, you can, like, wrap the end, do little triangles with those two screens on each other. Oh, yeah. within each
2: unit, you mean?
0: Yeah, and then they physically can't pull your screen. So then the ball goes... If they don't have raiders in the list, which a lot of the ball goal lists don't have, they yeah. can only commit to killing the screen. Then and then they will lose because the, the ball gores fall over to pretty much anything.
2: Why can't they pull the? Why can't they pull the through if they're twenty five? You, if you can't
0: fly and you've locked yourself in because you've wrapped each corner. You can't physically be pulled because you can't move. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's something. I, 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 oh, I, I see, see what you mean. That. Yeah, 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 I see what you mean.
0: So one of the screens would have to sacrifice their movement, moving an inch apart. And then the other screen then is free to move through the gap, but you can only do that with like twenty-five mil bases.
1: Yeah. So the beastman players and the coaches will know that, and they will. But, well,
0: it comes out before everybody will know it. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can also do stuff with flyers as well. So you could, like with boingrots, you could wrap triangles around boingrots, and then you're not locking yourself because the boingrots can fly away, and then the screens can then free to move both of them however they want
1: yeah i mean i really like that but there's a lot of mental load right at the beginning of the game and i believe that people have only got so much before their decision fatigue kicks in and that is a great way to kickstart that process you know and so i would definitely be i'd be if you're planning on doing that i would get your head around it now rather than trying to make it up at worlds and you've only got like a couple of days <laughs> yeah,
0: the problem with the Beasts have is they're on a time limit. They're on a turn two time limit, and if they don't commit and do the damage by then, then they're gonna get tabled. If they can't get if they can't get the jump on you, it's over for them because they're just ball gores that are moving really slow.
2: Yeah, it's it's very similar to the the list I was trying out with the Stormcast, you know, the big uh, hammer dudes, the annihilators that drop down but, and just whack stuff.
0: There is a a Spanish guy going with he hasn't got ball gauze. Hey Blood and his list is
1: insane. Yeah, his list is <laughs> What's that what he's, is that one? All the Ungore Raiders and, and Bellacore. <laughs> Fucking millions of them. <laughs>
2: oh, is that what it yeah. is? Literally just full of raiders. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there's only one of them there, but yeah, that if everybody had that list then I'd agree with Darren, maybe that tips Lumineff. I guess we'll see these predictions, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's the prize, it's... Alex? What's the prize if one of us wins?
0: I get I get the larger sum of the payment that Alex has given us for
2: the. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have the pride of winning the internet. That's what yeah. <laughs> you get to have, and I can get Owen to make you some special. I've already written everybody's list. Though,
0: so don't know when they're in there already.
2: <laughs> yeah, but people don't agree with you, Luke. Stu <laughs> says he wrote. He's written half of them, so you know.
1: I'm trying right. to the bite of my lip whenever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Um, and finally, just to finish off this Speedy Worlds episode, um, if you, either of you were going, because neither of you are going this year, unfortunately, um, which list would you play? So, Darren, we'll start with you this time. If you were going this year, what would you take?
1: And two drop, why? Two Drop, Living City, All the Luminarchs. Would the you prime. actually? Yeah, yeah, I would. And why? Because I think it fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, think um, um, I think it's. I think it's. It's a list that I um, think has got some very prominent reds and greens, which is always a very good for a player like me. That's always a very good list to give someone like me. Um, and I think um, it's a lot of fun. I've used it a few times now. Um, uh, it's, it, it, it solves a couple of meta-relevant issues. Like, I think it's very good into... Certainly the KO lists that are... They're all more than two drops, aren't they? Or well, the vast majority of them are. So it, it just zaps out all the... It's the, very difficult for the, them to hide their characters and all their characters are dead in a turn. Because uh, it, do, it, it does, like, nine... It's got nine different sorts... The list I've got has got nine different sorts of AoE. So it just fucking pumps. Over a couple of turns, like, once the, the ship's dead and all the characters are dead. The Thunders are just walking about, holding the dicks. Um, so I think it's good into KO. Uh I think it's good into the upcoming meta. I think it might be good into to Seraphon. We'll have to see. I mean, I played a game of, with Seraphon today, and fuck me. <laughs> stupid, stupid faction.
2: <laughs> but as in new ones, you mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a reason lots of people are getting them ready. Put it that way. They are fucking... Horrible, they're even. It was even, they were even reasonable into Null Myriad, which I thought would be a hard, hard counter. But they, they've got ways they play differently into those. You don't try and kill them, you just try and get bodies on the board, and you, you try to sort of out body in that way. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, still yeah. a very hard matchup, but it's not as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, and- I would take, um, I would, I, I and it, you know, it's my mo. I take something that is so completely different and bonkers that teams are going to have to if they want to do well into it they've either got to practice into it before the event and that takes their resources from elsewhere you know so i think that helps you. if you take like my um three snake um basties and croak list from last year you know if everyone else takes the same seraphon list then if there's like 20 seraphon lists that are all very similar and then there's one that's completely fucking batshit crazy Um, when people are practicing that in the prep are they going to try and practice into the one list that's batshit crazy or they're going to make sure they're good into the 20 you know which allows you to then hopefully arrive even though it's a bit of a you know even if it's been revealed beforehand it's still going to be a surprise to them what it what it does Um, and I think also the list looks like shit on paper but then in reality, it's much better than, than you expect, and that's where I live basically. So, I would, I would take something that's a bit different, let's say. Yeah,
2: you're <laughs> trying to get people out of their comfort zone and get into the uh, I'm gonna have to play on the fly almost, right? That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: because I, I at the that's going to be magnified by the fact the pressure that it's worlds as well, yeah, you know. I'm, and I'm going to be super comfy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And are you allowed to say what this list is, or you want to keep it stem for now?
1: Oh no! I, I, yeah, it's living cities with lots of luminars and the prime, and um, you can in cities you can um, you can co you can coalition stormcast units in, but you can also ally in ko as well. So the living city, I've got a navigator, I've got a prime, I've got four Luminarchs, and then I've got a couple of you know the rest you can fill in as you as you see fit. Yeah. Um I think it I think I think it's it's really terrible into lists like soulbright gravelords that've got loads of numbers etc but it, I'm not taking it to singles I'm taking it to a team event. Yeah yeah yeah. I, I yeah, think it's got some sense. very good greens and some very good reds. Luke's about to tell you how terrible it
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about to become out of date, right, with the New Cities book anyway. But, you know, I, I, it's a Well, very, I had uh... one
1: person tell me that they were going to be legended and another telling me that they're in the book. So I don't know what to fucking do.
2: Oh, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? We um, will, yeah. Great. Luke, what list are you taking if you were going and why?
0: Stormcast, Karazzo. Yeah. Um, See,
2: Stu said this as well. You literally are the same person, both of you. I've yeah, never seen he, you both in the same room.
0: I wouldn't take... So I made, I made a Karazai list. Stu tried to copy it, and, and then <laughs> he didn't he didn't, he didn't work out for him. So he didn't... Uh, but I've adapted this Karazai list. So uh, I'd take Karazai, a prime so Darren's favourite model. Yeah!
1: Uh, or banners. That
0: that so that'd be my hero slots. I used to run Vanguard Hunters in um, in the No Monster Reaction, but I would run it a night Night Excelsa and I'd run two units of the uh, two units of three uh, Annihilators up with shields, and then I'd have the five tanky limits. ones. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh free Prayer Tours just to babysit Kar- Karazai. But it, it, the if you the beauty about Worlds is that you know you know the maps uh the train maps and the missions that you're playing and rounds. That army defended on stuff like only the Worthy or Realmstone Cache. is not very many armies that can win against you. Especially high drop KO. So that list I'll just go I'll put it in two drops. Um it would kill all your screens and then the Annihilators would drop down and hit your whole army with mortal wounds as well. So it's it's just the whole list is doing mortals, even Karazai shooting. And there's no escape on Realmstone Cash and stuff like missions like that. Yeah. And then you've got Prime coming down, Annihilate is charging, um, and then maybe Karazai. So you could you could probably win the game turn one in some matchups. That is a that is an army list that would get you a massive green, and I'd know how I'd play that into nearly every army.
2: Yeah. Great. Okay, so we have Stormcast and we have Cities, so both on the order the order uh, hype train for this to this world. Okay, interesting.
0: Both doing massive mortal wounds.
2: Say that again, Luke.
0: Both doing massive mortal wound damage. Yeah. I guess
2: we'll see I guess we'll see that with the seraphon coming out, eh? So that is the end of our very short pre worlds episode. Anything you'd like to say for all of our uh budding worlds players going out there, either of you, anything you'd like if to say your,
1: before we end? If it's your first time, you're you're going to have the best fucking experience like it's so much fun you're going to meet people from all over the world that love your hobby go fucking talk to them everyone in that room is your friend i promise you it's going to be fucking brilliant enjoy yourself it's going to be an amazing time i'm very very jealous <laughs>
0: yeah, well, just, that- yeah just what Darren said is is it, it's just it is the, the highest point of like, you should be competitive Warhammer, but everybody's so nice. You meet so many new friends and definitely do shirt swaps and dice swaps uh, just so you've yeah. got the memory.
2: Well, what a lovely comment to end on for this episode. So uh, yeah, to all the players going out there, do, do have an awesome time and enjoy it and speak to everyone and enjoy the other teams. Thanks, Luke, for coming on and doing this, uh, this quick episode. of Cheers, uh, So thank you very much.
0: Yeah, cheers thanks world's well,
2: in the bin. <laughs> uh, thanks Darren for coming on as always no worries, lovely. and uh we'll we'll be back after worlds with the the sexy sock seductor back and he can tell us all about his two turn games so uh, with that <laughs> thank you very much everyone um take care of each other uh, and we'll uh, we'll catch you all next time so cheers bye bye
1: hey